coming to you live on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcast. It's the Believe in the Southside Boys. I am Steve-O. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is at DrunkShySoxFan. And joining me. What's going on? It's Kerry. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ThatBaseballFan. Steve, uh, I know we didn't do a show earlier this week, but uh, got a lot to cover. Lots of sh- lots of shit happened this week. And uh Ready to get the uh, show on the road. Absolutely. Uh, Before we get the show on the road, let me uh, just do a little shameless plug. Obviously, we are the Believe in the Southside Boys. You can find us on Twitter and on Instagram, which we should get running sooner than later. Uh, That is at Believe, B-L-E-A-V, Southside. So at Believe Southside. Uh, You can find us on there. And then you can listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast, as well as on YouTube. We go live on YouTube every single episode. So make sure you tune in to us live. It's a lot of fun. And uh, those of uh, those who join us live enjoy it because they get to uh, see their comments pop up on the screen and we get to uh, answer some questions along the way for every half hour episode we do together. So we're going to cram this all into a half an hour uh, this week, uh, maybe even under. So let's hop right into it, Carrie. Um, the last time we recorded, we were getting prepped for what we thought would be the uh, the death of the White Sox 2022 season against Houston. Um, what are your initial thoughts on the Houston series? I, it's funny. I said that they would take the middle two. Um, you said they would take the first two. So Steve... Like I said last podcast, when you make a prediction and you're right or wrong, I'm going to broadcast it regardless. Okay. Once again, you're two for two already starting the, uh, you know, starting on the new pod. So um, you said they'd take the first two. They took the first two and you said they'd probably struggle, you know, especially with Lucas Giolito on the mound. Um, So I got to hand it to you, Steven. I hate to admit it, but kudos to you. You were spot on about what was going to happen with that Astros uh, series. So um, it was still great that we uh, that we split. Um, it was funny. We were both hoping for that, and we were like, if they split, I'm, I'm, I'm super happy, you know, and then, like, just the way it ended, you're just like, am I happy? You know, like, this team just scored th- uh, three touchdowns against us. Um, am I really happy about it being split? So, you know. Right. If I'm going back on what we said, I'm happy. They split with the Astros. For sure. You have to be content with taking two out of four out of arguably the best team in the AL, right? Um, I'm wrong even when I'm right. Absolutely. I You can take that so many ways. And thank you for joining us in the comments, Brian. As usual, he is a normal listener, yep. a regular listener already. But you know what? Last week, I was really humble about being right about the Detroit series and the sweep. I'm not going to be humble. I'm going to toot my own horn right now. I was absolutely right about this series. I liked the Cueto matchup, and I really liked the Cease matchup. I knew that Cease Verlander game was going to be tight, uh, and and both of those games were tight. Um, I, I first want to toot uh, Johnny Cueto's horn. Um, as I said on Twitter, um, I can't remember the exact quote, but I said something along the lines of, I would let Johnny Cueto ride me uh, <laughs> with, without any doubts in my mind. Um he is a damn horse on the mound, just like the horse that he should ride out to the mound uh, every and the single horse that's game. Probably in his pants. What? Uh, exactly. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I would. I, I think he might, you know, be well in doubt down there. Oh yeah. Um, I gotta throw out a stat here. In his last fourteen starts, fourteen starts this year, he has had 
13 of them, 13 of those 14 of those last 14, where he's gone at least five innings pitched. Almost all of those, though, are six plus innings. And he has given up three or less runs mm-hmm. in all of those starts. The other one out of those 14 uh, that he, he missed out on that mark was a seven inning four run effort against Cleveland over a month ago. Uh, Johnny Cueto has been absolutely fantastic. And he did it again against Cleveland uh, last night uh, on, on Saturday. Um, in addition to that, um, I, I do have to say about that first game, um, it shouldn't come down to the bottom of the eighth, but it's good to see the core of the lineup hitting in big spots. Mm-hmm. Um, Aloy having that, that two run double down the line. And then, um, we've got, uh, uh pardon me. Yeah. Moncada with yes. the two out two run single two days in a row. Back to back games. He had an absolute monster series against Houston. And um, yeah. And to be honest with you, Johnny Cueto can ri- ride me, but you, you already know who uh, who's on the back of the jersey today, Carrie. Ooh, you already know. Not a bust. Um, not, not a bust. bust. Don't you know, I was say. I was joking a, a couple episodes about <laughs> how I was going to cut this jersey up. And you said, no, don't do it. Even if it's a DH gate jersey. Um, my God fantastic uh uh-huh. he's been very good lately yo, yo nose clutch, clutch. beautiful you. he took the words right out of my mouth yep and uh in that second game too i want to give a shout out to gavin bonds man um i i know you hate him i know you <sighs> absolutely hate him he is actually a negative 0.7 war player this year uh per <laughs> b war um good per baseball reference he has not been good but here is that is where Gavin Bonds needs to shine right there. Gavin Sheets' time to shine is coming in to a pinch hit situation Verlander. with runners in scoring position against even a good pitcher, a great pitcher. The best Sorry. pitcher. <laughs> the best pitcher uh, probably in the league right now mm-hmm. and the best uh, pitcher, arguably, of our, I, he is like 1A or 1B in regard to the last 15 years of baseball, folks. Um, I, Gavin Sheets gives you a clutch hit. Um, that's huge. I, and that's what we want to see out of Gavin Sheets. He shouldn't be in the everyday starting lineup. He shouldn't be playing right field every single day or even DH, but I like him in that spot. So, yep. and I, I have to add on to your Cueto stat, um, you know, about like not letting up runs or anything like that. So, yeah. uh, codify, is it codify or codify? I can't, I think it's, I think it's codify codify. So codify baseball. Um, they said Johnny Cueto's earn runs allowed per 2022 start. Every single start besides one was three earned runs or less. Every single one. Every single one. Wow. One start he let up five runs, but it's zero zero five three three zero three three two zero one three two three two zero one. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's nuts. Is is this Rakan's best Magnum, magnum opus? Is this uh, his maybe. guy? <laughs> I was talking to Tommy about this earlier, you know, my co-host on the yeah. Sons of Honarchy podcast, which you've been on multiple times. Um, he is good at landing the little fish. He, he has yeah. his way of finding these little, little, you know, signings that Brian Goodwin, can make a difference. Billy Hamilton. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, however, the big impact guys, he cannot land. And Could that's what makes him. Was good at that though? Like if he was good at both, then. This team would be well-rounded and augmented, like he used to say it was going to be. So, yeah, and and that they are not, um, because he, un, unless a guy is is reaching that washed-up period, he doesn't know how to capitalize on free agent signings or trade trades. So, 
Yeah. Um, obviously, you mentioned it with games three and four against Houston. Um, tough to see, especially game three. I mean, game four, they just got blown out of the water. Uh, that was horrible. But, but game three, I, I did like the White Sox, you know, as the, as the meme is, you know, like they had some dog in them, you know, like Kopech gives up the one in the first, but then and also gives up two more in the fourth. But the White Sox come back in the bottom of the fourth and they score two more. Um, the offense is just, you know, you can be upset with Kopech having the five hits and two walks over six, but I'm not. I'm going to take that. You can take it or leave it with that. He He's not on that ace level yet. Um, and you're facing a good offense in Houston. Um, you just can't score two runs and expect to win, period. Yep. Discussion, you know? Yeah. There is somebody I would like to talk about, though. Uh, oh, yeah. In this series, because uh, I'm looking at a Savant page, too, and uh, uh, Manz is confirmed not good. Um, and he's probably our fifth pitcher um, right now. I, I would put Lance Lynn over him. Uh, Lucas Giolito. Um, bro, love you as a human, and you're you're good for baseball. And because, you know, he's trying to modernize baseball, and he's, you know, always doing stuff with fans and the show and, you know, like podcasting. But, dude, you suck at pitching right now. I mean, his savant page – the only thing, and it's so confusing. His K percentage is in the red, and his whiff percentage is in the red, but everything else is in the blue. I mean, his curve spin is horrible. Chase rate horrible. Fastball velocity less than fifty percent. I mean, it's it's confirmed not good. Ah, uh, there's a big issue there, and that guy has maybe cost himself a hundred million dollars. Oh, a thousand percent. A Unless thousand percent he agree. Comes back next year and pitches lights out. He ain't getting a hundred million dollar contract right now. And I just don't see him doing it. Um, he his pitching style is based off just based off of deception, and he's just not deceiving hitters. I mean, he's really a true. Uh, he's really a two pitch hitter or a two pitch pitcher. Pitch pitcher. Yeah. Pardon me. I mean, it's just like it's unbelievable seeing his fall off. But then again. I, I hate to say the, the the Josh Donaldson quote here. It's not sticky anymore. Uh, that, there might be something to it. I know that might be a conspiracy. You know, I, I don't want to be queuing on Steve-O here, but uh, <laughs> um, it's it, since the spider tech incident um, or since the spider tech crackdown, he has not been a good pitcher. Well, I will say last year, his ERA plus was 125. I mean, it was still pretty good. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't the guy the Sox thought he was going to be, you know, that he was in 2019 and 2020. But last year, I mean, he 3.79 ERA. Whip was pretty decent. I mean, I just don't get the complete fall off from last year to, to this year. I mean, and this man's got an ERA plus of 75 right now. He is a liability Oh, a thousand percent. Um, I do want to point out like his his off season as well. Um, one thing that people were talking about was his twenty or twenty five pounds of muscle that he gained. Bullshit. Um, yeah. First and foremost, I call bullshit too. Um, he looks like he's grown into his dad bod. Um, no offense to him, but you know, I, yeah. he's he's a 27, 28 year old athlete, MLB you know, major league play, you know, he's not in the minor, he's not a career minor leaguer. He's a guy who's a first round draft pick. Who's supposed to be lighting up the boards here. Uh, he's not doing that. And I, I really want to point to that off season. Um, it's, it's a travesty that he put on this weight and he became a worse pitcher. 
Um, I, I don't, you know, I'm not saying he's a, a way overweight like Lance Lynn, <laughs> but, and then you throw the oblique injury on top of it. Like he had that oblique injury because he didn't know how to manage the extra weight he put on. And that extra weight hasn't led to extra velocity for him. Nope. It's actually led to less velocity. Right, right. So I'm telling you what, he needs as bad as this sounds. And, I, I you know, I think this, once again, I might might be getting on a hot take here. He needs to go into the gym in the offseason, get into the best shape of his life, and then get in the cat's lab. Um, that's I think that's the only way to work around this Lucas Giolito situation because, obviously, he can't bank on something like spider tack. Um and he's just got to reinvent himself and then also get a real third pitch. I mean, a fastball changeup just is not going to do it in this league, no matter how good your changeup is. Nope. No, you're spot on. So he's got some stuff to figure out. The only thing I will say about Lucas Giolito is that um, we've seen him, you know, change, right? We've seen him, you know, change him his entire pitch you know mechanics we've seen him adapt before so i'm not gonna really just like i'm not gonna call i'm not gonna say oh he's he's done for you know blah blah i'm gonna give him next year and then you know um he pitches well in 2023 that they're gonna have to resign him you know that's gonna happen and then he'll probably suck for the next five years but you know he's got to figure something out so i'm not gonna write him off yet um, I've still seen some stretches this year where you're like, okay, Lucas is back. You know, this is the Lucas we know. And then he has like two bad games in a row where you're like, holy shit, man. So, um, you know, like I said, we've seen him adapt before. We've seen him change. We've seen him, you know, get better. Hopefully, you know, that happens. So, yeah. And it just to me and, and pull up the Savant page again, if I'm wrong, but it just seems like the amount of hard contact that he's giving up as well is just an unreal amount this year. Yeah. Um, his, it just uh, seems off the charts. His hard hit percentage is um, in the 41st percentile. So still not great, especially not, for a good great. pitcher. And then barrels. Yeah. His barrels is same thing. 41%. Okay. Okay. Those are a little bit better than I thought, but it's not where we want Geo to be. And that's what I'm saying. His like numbers aren't like they're like teetering, right? They're not like like his K percentage, his whiff percentage. Like he's getting people not to hit his pitches, but it's the other stuff that they are teeing off on. So if he can develop another pitch, like a slider, maybe you know, because that's just what the MOB is about right now. Who knows? But he's yeah. definitely got to get another pitch. Might need to get into the C slab, honestly, with the slider. Well, those two are best friends, and we just lost Steve. I don't know where Steve just went, uh, but we'll keep on going on with this when he, you know, joins in. So this is kind of funny. I, I eventually thought that this would happen, you know, with Here we go. We're all good. Sometimes, but it looks like he's coming back now. Can you hear me so, now? Um, yeah, I mean, Giolito. Well, just as Steve was saying, you know, he's got to maybe, you know, work with his best buddy, uh, Dylan Cease. I know those two seem like they're like inseparable. So, um, you know, hopefully he can learn something from him, but I don't know. I don't know if Lucas is that type of guy. Absolutely. Can you hear me now? Everything- oh, I can hear you just fine. All right. Fantastic. It's good to be back. Apologies. I, for some reason I hit backspace on, on my computer and, and- <laughs> I was like, Oh, I knew this was going to happen at least once, you know? Yeah, so. <laughs> absolutely. It's actually not bad internet this time. Um, hey, let's recap this Cleveland series real quick. And then, you know, I'm going to give you a heads up on this in case you want to add to this list as well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I have a segment at the end, and I'll tease it right now. It's going to be a places I'd rather vacation than Cleveland. <laughs> uh, Great. So let's recap this Cleveland series real quick. Uh, game one, uh, White Sox obviously uh, started a cold streak with two losses back-to-back against Houston, hoping they were going to bounce back with Lance Lynn on the mound, but Cleveland won 5-2. And, of course, I want to blame the, the fat guy on the mound uh, for uh, losing us the game, but I can't. He only had one earned run. He gave up two runs total. Uh, offense, again, yuck. Um, it's inconsistent. It's just been inconsistent all year. And I know Tristan McKenzie is good at what he does. I'm not going to get mad. Um, but if you're going to expect to get runs against Cleveland's bullpen, eight, nine, especially with Classe coming out in the ninth, it's just mm-hmm. not going to happen. No. Um, bullpen was also horrific as well. And then we got the Tony LaRusa uh, one, two walk that game as well. Uh, walking the base, getting the bases loaded uh, to, I don't know, to, put a force in any any base see the light what (laughs) um are you mad at tony for the one two walk intentional walk yes the guy's a freaking idiot i i'm look at all the headlines this year about the white Sox. go back look at every single headline it's all negative all stuff just ragging on this manager i mean i'm sick of it i'm sick of seeing it the expected batting average for the average player when they're in a one, two count is like, like less than a hundred. Like mm-hmm. they, pe- no dumb move. I'm sick and tired of that shit. Walk them right away. What, what are you waiting? Wasting. It's like he for? finally woke up in the dugout. That's it's, the it's unbelievable. Man. Once I've, you get a guy down one, two, just go ahead and put him away. You're I've, already up. Right. But I've never seen this shit before, Steve. Like, I've seen managers older than him. There was that guy that managed the Marlins in like 03 when they won it all. That guy was very old. He was in like 70s too. But he's not like this idiot LaRusso who just, I, I think he just thinks he's smarter still and he's the, I'm a Hall of Fame guy. Like, he said it to cops. Like, come on. You know, if you do that, look, look at Marcelo Zuna's. Dumb bitch ass. You know, these guys really think this about themselves and that they're above everything. And, you know, that's just Tony LaRusso. That's just who he is. It's never going to change. So we're just going to keep on saying, uh, you know, we're just going to keep on seeing a bunch of bullshit moves by Tony. So who knows? Yeah. Jack McKeon, by the way, Jack the manager McKean, yes. of the, uh, the 03 Marlins, uh, will forever have a soft spot in my heart for uh, yeah. Putting the Cubs away after they were five outs away from making. Speaking the, uh, of Cubs, too. Okay, yes. Thanks, thanks for tuning in, buddy. Yeah. Oh, Finn's in the comments. Good to see you, buddy. Um, oh yeah. Uh, Jim Leland was there at one point, right? But he was. Uh, Jim Leland was with the White Sox, I know, but um, I don't know if he was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shit. All right. So Cleveland, obviously, game two. Sox win two nothing. I'm still pissed off about the offensive approach. I know it's. F- former Cy Young winner uh, Shane Bieber on the mound um, and fantastic pitcher when he's out at his prime. But I'll say this right now, and, and this is a comment that actually came from, I'm not a big Darren Jackson guy, but I was listening to the radio, Lennon DJ uh, on uh, Saturday uh, once the game started uh, due to the delay, which I'll complain about in a minute. Um, DJ was talking about it was the top of the third and the White Sox were going down quick, right? Uh, a lot of, str- uh, you know, a lot of swinging at bad pitches. And DJ just goes, you know what? As a hitting, and, and I think this was a jab at Frank Minichino, Frank Macchiato, as you would call him. Um, 
the uh he was like the one thing i would do as a hitting instructor and, and what a hitting instructor needs to do with this situation is just like have these guys like just be more patient in the plate start stop lunging at balls out of the zone because all they're doing is swinging at pitches that are starting in the zone and breaking out and that's kind of bieber's mo our guys i mean we've got mostly a young core so it takes it, it does take a little bit of coaching it does take a guy to pull those guys aside and say hey Try this approach instead, right? You've got guys too who are fastball first hitters who are going to capitalize on a fastball if it's given to if it's presented to them in the spot where they want to hit it. Bieber's just going to continue to throw on those outer parts of the zone or continue to throw pitches that break out of the zone if you continue to, you know, not be patient at the plate. So I just got to commend DJ for saying that and. It's just an absolute shame that Frank Menachino has not taught these guys how to do it in the most fundamental part of their career, you know, like in, in regard to learning process. Yep. And what I'll add on to that is what I'm noticing lately is the broadcasters and the, you know, the Chuck Garfines of the world, the McGuffey's guys on the NBC, they're all ragging on this coaching staff. I mean, like Steve Stone and Benetti were going in on La Russa. I mean, people... Like when they start questioning stuff and they're the biggest water carriers, that's when, you know, something, there's a problem. There's a problem here. Like, come on, you know? So whatever, who knows, you know, Cueto still like, you know, let's talk about a positive, right? With that game, Cueto, right? Can we talk about that? And just how, how fucking good he was yesterday. I mean, I, I mean, that's exactly it. And I was, I was definitely getting there. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, Johnny Cueto, absolutely fantastic. And we've already talked about it. The White Sox are, are lucky, are lucky to have split these two games. They've played, they played in Cleveland because of how bad the offense was. And like I've said before, you can't what carry expect. You can't anything do what? <laughs> yeah. Not get any you, can't, runs. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, exactly. You can't score two yeah. runs oh, yeah, not- and expect to win a ball game. Oh, right. Yeah. So, um, the only reason why they scored the first run, yeah, the only reason why they scored the first run, Abreu gets that double off the wall, and it almost went over. Luis scored from first. It bounced off basically the, the last few inches of the top of the wall and came back down where it could have been a ground rule double, and Luis would have been held up at third. Instead, Luis scores. They score the first run. They get lucky. Second run is the Elvis Andrews heads-up play. So kudos to Elvis Andrews for giving them that that security run right there. Um, because as much as I love Liam, I much rather have him with a two run lead than a one run lead. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's just, uh, really sucky that, you know, the air, the, I don't know. It just seems like as, as soon as they get some momentum in their sales, this team, they just want to bring it back down. Right. That's what it is. That's all this team does. So that's why I'm kind of glad they didn't pay that play. So, um, you know, I'm actually not too upset that they didn't play today. It was really in the morning. Sox never play good early in the morning because, you know, they're probably just not prepared because their managers aren't prepared or their coaches because they're trash. So um, besides that, looking into what's coming up here. um, See, we got a random game tomorrow. Random Um, game against Kansas City. Random Um, Cleveland game. 
And uh, the cease start is getting moved, which I'm very happy about. We're going to see cease against Baltimore instead of Cleveland, which I think smart like managerial move. And I don't think I don't know if it's the manager. It might be the analytics department finally doing their job. Oh, oh hold on. So. The five people in the analytics department that they have five people. So is that Fashion true? Baseball. Is it still five? Hundred percent. That has to be true. I mean, you, you've seen it from like other publications. They have the least amount of analytical people hired in baseball. They have five. Look at the top 10 teams in there. Right now, they're all doing well. I mean, the Cubs are, I think, right there too. I mean, they're not doing well like record-wise, but I trust – I trust with – like if Jed Hoyer and the Cubs, like, you know, got like scouting department, all that, were working with the White Sox instead of the Cubs, I would trust that a lot more right now. Yeah. So – Yes, apparently analytical. Can you drop that word again? Analytical. Fantastic. <laughs> um, Kfid is wanting to hear it again. Um, yeah, you know, so stupid. it's uh, it's just frustrating the way that you know the, the way in which this front office has constructed everything uh, from the top down. I've I've said it multiple times on this podcast already. From the top down, um, yeah. the fact that we're excited about Elvis Andrews possibly being a game changer for the White Sox is a damn shame. Like <laughs> we should not be this excited about Elvis oh. Andrews. Um, back in 2015, baby. Yeah. Well, one thing I have to say is at least we're not Cleveland. Um, so that leads me to a quick segment that I want to run down quick Carrie. And if you, you think this order should change, and this is from, from top down, uh, places I'd rather vacation than Cleveland. Okay. Number five, the city of Detroit. (laughs) That's terrible. (laughs) Number four, Flagstaff, Arizona in the middle of the summer. Number three, a dollar tree. With Reese McGuire. With Reese McGuire <laughs> in the same car. Oh my Number God. two, Beer Garden Jim's house. Even dry with, meat? You don't want that dry meat. Even with his kid running around. Yeah. And the dry meat, man. That's, that sounds dry terrible, meat. but you I'd rather be Chili's. there. Oh. Chili's. And there goes Carrie. Yeah, I don't know what's worse. You know, the... Um, you know, the chilies in New Lenox or, or the meat at Beer Garden Jim's house. And yes, Flagstaff, uh, nice temps in the summer. I'd, I'd still rather be there. Um, and then uh, our my final one, as uh, as Carrie rejoins the stream, welcome back. It looks like you had the same problem as me, Carrie. Yeah, me too. Um, uh, sorry, I got really excited because I saw this. So yes. for making me leave this um, studio because yes. I'm really excited about chilies. A thousand percent. And just just fact checking, Kiri, Flagstaff is where our buddy's from, right? Or am I mixing up towns? Oh my god, now I just don't get it. There it is. I just want to make sure you got the reference. <laughs> now it's funnier. He's probably from the south side of Arizona. Who knows? Who gives a shit? South side of Flagstaff. Yeah. yeah. All right. And number one, my last one, places I would rather vacation than Cleveland. Uh-huh. Rockford, Illinois. Oh God. <laughs> So I know, I know, right? I know I've places I'd rather be. Have you ever been to Cleveland? I have been to Cleveland. It sucks. It, it really suck. does suck. Cleveland I does mean, not rock. Cleveland sucks. No. If I if I can just rattle off a few, you know, I mean not in any particular order. Poland for me would be one. Um <laughs> no. Um that's for sure. Um I would say um, you know, a golden corral. I'd rather go to a golden corral than, you know, just be in Cleveland. Cause you know, Fair. you know, um, they upped their state game. Apparently they did. They, I don't know. I don't know. If they, I don't 
don't know if they did that. Um, I would also say um, Florida. You know, I'd rather be in Florida, um, you know, hanging out with Ron DeSantis. And then, uh, um, you hey, know. Hey, get ready. Next president of the United States. Oh. And then um, I think another one would be like, I think I'd rather go to like, for me, like, you know, like, I don't want to say it. It's going to be, it's, it's, a, it's a little out there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just stick with that. I was, it was in the middle. It was a Middle Easter joke with, with, you know, Israel. So I was Good like, deal. You know, Good yeah, deal. yeah, I've already been there. So uh, I just wouldn't go to the, any area surrounding, but I'd rather go there than Cleveland. How about that? That works. That's a so yeah. And that then Germany. So yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Carrie. I appreciate you. You rattling off a, a nice list as well uh, of places you would rather vacation. Than Cleveland. Shout out to, to uh, Joakim Noah for that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, vacations in Cleveland. Yep. Um, so, Carrie, we're at about the half hour mark. You have uh, any final thoughts for us as we uh, go into this? Uh, we'll, we'll record again on Thursday. Yep. Final thoughts before we record again. Um, have to be Cleveland. I mean, have to be Kansas City with Kopech on the mound. Daniel Lynch's pitching, he torched the White Sox last time. So, I don't know what the hell is going to happen, but um, they really, really, really need to win tomorrow. Um, you know, and, and then because then you got you know a, a pretty decent team coming up with um, with with Baltimore, um, but you have cease cease pitching and and uh, you know that bum Giolito, but you got to take two out of three with Arizona coming up. So this whole week, um, the Sox could they could end up in first place in their division by the end of the week. But realistically with this team, not going to happen. So um, what I'm hoping for is with Baltimore and with Kansas City, they win uh, three out of those four games. That's definitely realistic. I think they can do it. I hope they can do it. Um, I think I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm still going to be a little iffy. I'm going to feel like I am right now after these last two Cleveland games if they only take two out of four. Um, But yes, Yes, three out of four, I would say, is is a must, um, and especially that game against Kansas City. There's no reason to be losing to Kansas City, especially with Kopech on the mound. So, hundred percent. Yep. All right. Thank you for those of you that joined us live. For those of you that are listening through the podcast, make sure you subscribe so you're uh, alerted every time we come up with a new episode. Uh, and also make sure you join us on YouTube to have some fun in the comments. Um, Absolutely. Shout out to KFids and Brian for joining us. Cheers to you guys. Uh, and we'll be back on Thursday after the Baltimore game to uh, talk about that KC solo game and the three game set against Baltimore. Peace, everybody. Absolutely. See you guys. Go Sox. Go Sox. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.